If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with your tips and quips and ideas about making money, growing money, saving money, investing money, spending money. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about investments. We're specifically going to talk about what is known as the Santa Claus rally, which is a stock market rally that typically happens towards the end of the year. And I think the big question is, will this be the year of the ho-ho rally? I, of course, shortened it to the ho-ho rally. But anyway, Santa Claus rally, does this really happen? Well, actually, since 1928, the last five years of the market have produced a positive return of 1.7%, 70 out of the last 90 years. Could this year be the year? I don't know. We'll dig it apart after the break. Hey there, KT here. As you are trying to figure out what makes sense for people that you love for holidays, Consider my book, The Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money by Kathleen Thomas, available on Amazon in a book, a Kindle, or an Audible. This book is a terrific stocking stuffer. It's also great for the young female adults in your life who you want to give financial advice to, and maybe they don't want to hear it from you. The book sells for $19.99, and obviously the Kindle and the Audible are less. Feel free to check it out. Also, thanks for being a fan of the show and a member of the Money Matters community. I'm always looking for ideas about future topics for the show. Feel free to go to ktsmoneymatters.com and share some of that information with me. I'd love to know what you think. So no one knows exactly why the Ho-Ho Rally happens or the Santa Claus Rally, if you want to be, you know, official. However, what we do know is more often than not, we get a nice bump in the value of stocks the last five trading days of the year. And the question I think on every trader's mind is 2019, question mark. And right now it feels like 2019 is setting up for a little bit of holiday rally for a variety of reasons. One is in general, the mood is optimistic, despite the fact that they're going to vote this week. And by the time you hear this broadcast, it will likely have happened that the House will decide to proceed with impeachment against the president. But on the other side of the continuum, I think most Americans know that's going to happen. And there was like a little trade deal made with China, frankly, a really little trade deal, not a big decision, but mostly just an agreement to walk it back a little bit with the idea that we're all thinking we're going to walk it back a lot. But really, what we're changing is really only stuff that we've added on in the last six months. So it's really not a win-win. It just feels like a win because it feels like a directional shift. Is it? I don't know. We've been fooled before with the idea that we're moving the right way only to see tariffs become more substantial. 
But let's face it, if you're a president and you're running for re-election, you want to have a good economy. I take that back. You want to have a great economy because frankly, most Americans vote with their purse. One of the things that's in the way of, quote, the great unsustained growth economy is this idea of tariffs and how big they are and trade in general and trade agreements in general. To that note, it looks like we're finally going to get that North American trade agreement with Canada and Mexico signed, which will be a big relief seeing as we trade, oh, I don't know, a zillion times more with these guys than we do with anybody else in the world. Zillion being a number I pulled out of my head, needless to say, but substantially more. So the trade agreement between Canada, Mexico, and the United States, substantially more important to U.S. consumers than the trade deal with China. Just so that you know, I mean, let's put it in perspective. The people close to our borders that we trade with all the time, clearly far more important. But let's get back to what makes a good year-end Santa rally. The first thing is optimism. The fact that things seem good and that people feel like they're in a good personal space. Well, we have a lot of that. There's a lot of good cheer right now. There's a lot of enthusiasm about how well people are doing, how well the consumer's doing. We're starting to see numbers about how much consumers are shopping. And frankly, you know, Americans are just out there doing their part to boost the economy, spending dollars. A lot of people are working. Frankly, anybody that really wants a job has a job. At this point, it's pretty hard to remain unemployed unless there's some reason why you're unemployable, like disability or a sheer lack of willingness. So, you know, most people are working. Are they all doing the job they want, making the right they want? No. But most people are working. And when people are working, they tend to be more optimistic that things will continue to improve. On Wall Street, there's some other things going on, like the calculations of the year-end bonuses. Frankly, activity at the end of the year, getting those last few deals in is usually good for bonus activity, and therefore that tends to be positive for stocks and stock market-related events. Also, those last five days of the year, frankly, Investors are on holiday. Well, why would that matter? Why would it matter if institutional investors, especially professional investors, are closed? In fact, a lot of portfolio traders don't even trade in December. They look to take the year end off or take the last couple of weeks of the year off, do the math, figure out where they are, recalibrate for what they think they're going to do next year. And frankly, God forbid, have a little vacation. Now, what that means is when there's lower trading volume, that means that certain things can push the market in any way. In fact, if people are more optimistic and the pessimists are, uh, I don't know, gone on vacation, then stocks can actually rise during that period. Professional traders believe this is one of the biggest phenomenons is the fact that institutional traders who tend to be a little bit less optimistic and a little bit more, oh, we won't say pessimistic, but we'll say pragmatic, tend to be, you know, holding the market back a little bit, taking profits a little bit more in a more organized fashion, where most investors are 
basically kind of letting things ride. And then, of course, there is the tax incentive to wait. So let's say you bought something that you've made a lot of money on and you're pretty happy because who wouldn't be? And you own it in a non-IRA account. Well, if you sell a stock for a profit in December, the taxes of that sale will be due in April when you file next year's tax return. However, if I wait until the 2nd of January and I sell that same stock, then the taxes are not due until April 2021. How motivated am I in December to sell my winners? Even if the market starts to become somewhat uncertain in December, what is my motivation to dump my good stocks and pay the capital gain now if I can just hang on for a few days and then maybe retrim early into 2021? This is a big deal because especially for investors that are earning a higher rate of income, right? So if your total household income is over 250000 your capital gains rate is more like 23%, not 15%. And if you live in an income tax state, that number could be 5% greater or even more depending upon the state. So nobody's in a rush to pay 25 to 30% of their income, their profit in four months if they could wait and pay it in 16 months. No sense hurrying. What you do see in the fourth quarter of the year is a little bit of tax loss selling. This is where you sell your losers in order to create a tax benefit or maybe use the losers to offset the gainers. You can use unlimited losses against unlimited capital gains. You can't use them all. So I can't say, oh, let me sell this stock that I have a $50,000 loss in and then let me just write it all off this year. It doesn't work that way. I can only write off my loss as it relates to my gains or $3,000 of my ordinary income or some combination. So as an example, if I have a loss, I sell something I lost, say, $10,000 on, and I sold something I made $5,000 on, then what I have is a $5,000 gain. So I have a $10,000 gain minus a $5,000 loss equals a $5,000 gain. I have to pay taxes on that. Remember what I said, most people don't want to pay any more taxes than they need to any earlier than they have to. Deferral and I won't call it avoidance, but smart declaration of your taxes is a big part of wealthy people retaining their wealth as they grow it. So all you need to know is no one wants to sell their winners in December. It's kind of that clear. So you have less people selling. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, okay, KT, that makes sense to me, but what happened last year? Well, 20 of the last 90 years haven't gone quite as people planned. Last year, perfect example. We saw the market soften all through the fall. It really wasn't all about Christmas, but it was all the way up through October and into the end of the year. Stocks actually peaked in September. 2018. So by the time we got into the fall, we got into a heavy stock selling time of year. People were selling a lot. They were becoming nervous that the market had peaked, that ultimately interest rates were going up. That was going to slow down the economy. The trade talk, which we've been worried about for years, was blowing hard. Brexit was blowing hard. And for whatever reason, altogether, everybody got nervous at the same time. 
So then all of a sudden, you know, people are throwing out the baby with the bathwater. They're selling their winners, their losers. They're selling everything because now they're afraid. This is going to be 2008. They're going to lose all their money again. Oh my God, I better take it out. Now we all know what happened in January this year, because it's just recently, right? The market woke up on January 2nd and went bam, right out of the door and sprung up. We made all that money back within five weeks. And if you were sitting on the sidelines because you had sold in December, you were very unhappy with your decision. Whenever we're getting irrational selling, meaning people are just piling on, most of the time that is short-lived, but it was really violent. In fact, the Dow Jones Industrial Average sold off 700 points on Christmas Eve. Now, I got to tell you, I was baking, watching the TV, yelling at the TV a little bit, I, I admit, as they were talking about whether or not the president was going to fire the Fed chief, which, of course, all the people on TV knew that the president can't fire the Fed. The Fed can only be fired by Congress, and it only can be for an act, not just because he's not doing what it is the president wants. It's actually not in his job description. His job description is more about the economy. And they were talking about what'll happen. Do you think he'll try to fire him? And as they're doing this, the market's in a free fall. And you know what? Most people weren't even there. So who was losing all that money that day? Well, computerized trading was creating the selling that was creating the momentum. And then we had consumers, regular investors, maybe people like yourself going, oh my God, this is it. I better get out. Taking money out of the market. Institutional investors were just out for vacation. They weren't taking any action on that. So really the computers were creating the volume and then that spooked the consumers and the consumers started adding on in the selling. And then of course, in January 2nd, people bought it all back. Investors bought it all back and kind of made a ridiculous amount of money if you managed to stay in during the sell-off, but lost a lot of money if you got out and took your time getting back in. But this year doesn't feel like last year. It doesn't feel like last year at all, in fact. There are many things on the horizon that make people nervous, but clearly not enough to get people to take action. Now, the last thing I'll say about the Ho-Ho rally or the Santa rally, however you want to call it, if you are a investor and your money is in, you should probably, like most of the time, leave it alone. If you're a trader, this might be an opportunity for you to add on. If you are an options trader, this might be an opportunity for you to buy a call that might allow you to take advantage of a year-end rally. And then, of course, what you have to understand, and this is the weird thing about the markets, is what I think about as my fifth and most important point. Although market moves and these anomalies in the market, like the Santa Claus rally and several others, appear like they happen all the time, it's really kind of random. And that means the minute you think you know what's going to happen, it could change. Wishing you all a great holiday, hoping you get a chance to uh, eat some great food, be with the people that you love, and share the joy. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.